You are listening to Grow a Thriving Practice podcast. This is episode 112, Letting Go of Expectations with Robin Barnes. My name is Jillian Faldmo, and I teach wellness practitioners the exact steps to find clients and get paid so they can spend less time marketing and more time doing what they love. This is the Grow a Thriving Practice podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. I have an amazing guest with us today. He's one of my favorite people to interview, Robin Barnes. Say hi, Robin. Hi. Thank you so much for having me again, Jillian. I'm excited yeah. to be here. Thank you for being here, for, for agreeing to come back for an interview. It's been two years since the last time. So um, before we got on the call today, I was actually just re-listening to that um, episode. I think it's episode 23. And um, at that time, I was doing the podcast just for biofield tuning practitioners and now have expanded the audience to any wellness practitioner who wants to grow a business. So I'm so excited to have you back, Robin, because um, you've been on a journey of growing your practice and doing energy work and sound healing. And um, Robin's uh, business is called RB Sound Healing, as well as uh, Biofield Tuning Tennessee. So she's going to talk a little bit today about um, where she is right now in her journey. <laughs> the last time we we spoke, you were, it was, it was kind of the middle of the pandemic, maybe towards the end of the pandemic. And you had like a 90% remote practice and- then you were looking at a space in Nashville. You hadn't gotten it, gotten there yet. You were going to sublet. And at the end of the episode, uh, we briefly mentioned your sound bath experiences. And we were like, oh, we didn't even talk about that. So I think there's a lot to catch up on here over the past two years. Oh, yes, I would say it's hard to believe it was that long ago, Jillian, I did not recall that it was two years. And Isn't yes, it was, it was pandemic land at that, at that time, which was kind of throwing everybody for a loop, me included. Yeah, yeah. Those are some interesting times. It's, it's, it's so weird to look back and think that was two years ago. It seems like, I don't like know. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a lifetime ago. When I think about 2020, 2021, wow. Yeah. I feel yeah. like a whole different person today. Isn't Not that, that I'm any less confused. I'm just a different person. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. I was thinking that too when I was listening to that episode and I was I was even hearing myself. I was like, wow, I'm a totally different person now. And I went, I wonder. I wonder where Robin's at in, in that process of evolution. So tell us, where are you right now? Um, you said you're yeah. confused. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. I, you know, I, maybe I live in a perpetual state of confusion. I am not <laughs> sure, but I'm embracing it. <laughs> I just, I'm trying to make friends with it. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think I am in a state of transition and, and, Maybe it's just taking, uh, uh, it's a journey. 
it's, I'm not, I don't have any expectations. I think that that was one of the, I was, as I was looking at your questions, I'm like, well, how am I different? Why, why is my business different um, than it used to be? Uh, where am I now? And I, I think this whole idea of not having any expectations of just letting go and letting things flow. I hate that, that it said, you know, comes out all rhymy like that, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. I really have kind of let go of my preconceived ideas of outcome, mm. of how something should be. And I think for me, that's a huge shift. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a type A personality. I like getting things done. I like knowing where I'm going. I like having a plan. And honestly, I think since the pandemic, <clears throat> excuse me, I've, I've had no plans. I yeah. just kind of uh, allow myself to live in the space of today and to live in the space of, of what is now rather than worrying about what it's supposed to be or how am I supposed to change it or what am I supposed to do to make this different and just kind of a, allowing myself to be with where it is. Because I think for me, solutions come from being in that kind of uncomfortable place of yeah. not knowing. That of makes not, a lot of sense. Because mm -hmm. I think when we are in that uncomfortable place of not, or when we, when there's uncertainty and we're uncomfortable with uncertainty and we resist uncertainty and we, we are pushing for the answer or the solution, we just get further away from it. So I think you're right on the money of being, un being comfortable with being uncomfortable around uncertainty. I, and honestly, I think that's a, that's a hard place to be especially when you're younger. So mm -hmm. I'm not in my twenties. I'm not in my thirties. I'm not in my forties. Uh, so, and I think at that age, I would not have been able to, to do that. I would not have been able to just breathe and be, and just allow things to unfold and allow yeah. things to, to just be, I would have been pushing, 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 uh, for, something to be happening all the time. And I think that this has also translated into my work. So when I am in the field and I've been doing this work for relatively speaking a long time. Now I started with Eileen in 2015. So, uh, you know, relatively speaking, that's, that's a pretty good chunk of time. Um, and I think when I first started this work, I had that same kind of got to make something happen when I'm in the field, you know, got to have an outcome, got to whatever I uh, had that was an expectation of working with somebody, a client. And now it's so totally different. Now I have no expectations of anything other than knowing what I'm supposed to do. I know what the work is and I get out in the field and I do the work. And other than that, I have no expectations of anything needing to happen. 
other than me making a sound <laughs> with a tuning fork on a buck and trying to understand what that is out there in the field that I'm connecting with. Um, but other than that, I, I don't, I don't worry about what's supposed to happen when I'm in the field. And it's so much more fun. Mm -hmm. I love every time I get to do a session with someone. I get so excited because it's like, what is going to happen today? What am I going to find in the field? But with no expectations, I don't have to find anything. I have to do my work, but I don't have to find anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And what have you been noticing about your, your sessions and client experiences since you've made that shift? Well, for one, I think my clients are more relaxed mm. for sure. When they come and they lay down on the table or it's a remote session. Um, I think that because I am more relaxed, I mm. think they are more relaxed just inherently. Um, <clears throat> so I think the more relaxed a person is, the more they open themselves up to their own healing because I am not doing the healing, they are. Mm -hmm. Great facilitator. I understand the language of the tuning forks. Uh, but if, if, if I'm, you know, all bound up in an anxious state, then that's going to translate to them. Yeah. So it translates in how you hit the fork. It translates in how your, your presence is in their field. Um, so I've just found that it's so much more fun. <laughs> it's, I just really love being more relaxed. I, I think I find more in the field because of that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of those like spontaneous discoveries, huh? Oh yeah. I also have been spending a lot more time in the central channel. Mm -hmm. So for those of, uh, your, um, audience listening who are practitioners, um, you know, in class, we teach to kind of move through the central channel fairly quickly so that we can get out in the field and work. But I have found over the, the last few years that I spend more time in the central channel. And that also seems to help me uh, really relax the field so that I can find more out in the field as well. Maybe bigger things out in the field. I don't know if they're bigger or smaller. I don't want to qualify it um, in, in those terms or more important things. But I do find that that the the longer I spend in the central channel, the more it just seems to allow the field to kind of open. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, for those who don't know what biofield tuning is, we might want to spend some time explaining do you want to give it some give it an explanation and some words from your perspective what biofield tuning is sure i'll give it <laughs> you know this is one of the questions we ask in in class after the practitioner class at the end you know what is your elevator speech for biofield tuning um and it's a hard thing to do come up with just a, a quick little line about what biofield tuning is uh so so here here i go <laughs> <laughs> you got this. 
I'm going to try to try to do this. Basically, when people ask me what I do, I tell them I'm a biofield tuning practitioner and I work with tuning forks in the energy field of the body to find stuckness, uh, depression, pain, anxiety, uh, you name it. Our energy field that surrounds us is like a hard drive of everything that's ever happened in in our lives and the energetic charge of it is out in the field and uh, and it's noise it's dissonance and we can connect with that through the coherence of a tuning fork the sounds of a tuning fork uh, and bring those pieces back into coherence and back into flow thereby bringing relaxation to the body and healing so healing happens when the human body is relaxed and so we're really just, in a nutshell, bringing relaxation to the body through sound. Yeah, beautiful. That was excellent, succinct. <laughs> yeah. She's one. wiping her sweat off her forehead right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh and God. Robin's also an instructor of biofield tuning. So I'd say the majority of the listeners on this podcast are biofield tuning practitioners. So some of you you probably know Robin and you've probably been listening to this podcast for a few years and I've heard that first interview. So, um, we haven't talked together in a really long time. I know what's going on with that. I don't know <laughs> either. I'm well, going to, I actually haven't been teaching a lot in, uh, this past year. Um, but I'll be teaching some more this coming year in 2024. Um, so oh, good. we'll probably be on the docket to teach some classes. That'd be oh, fun. Good. I know I've got some classes assigned like through February, March. So yeah, me too. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So tell us a bit about your practice now, Robin, like what are things looking like for you and your practice? I, I think, uh, part of this whole, um, shift in just allowing things to flow has also allowed me to uh, to relax about uh, being anxious if I don't have clients mm -hmm. on a given day. Um, some days I might have three clients, some days I might not have any clients. Um, and I think in the past uh, that would have been cause for great anxiety for me. Mm -hmm. I, this is, biofield tuning is my more full-time practice that I do, but I do other things as well. Mm -hmm. So I do sound baths out in the community. I have an accounting degree, so I have an accounting client and I work with that client one day a week, which is a great um, kind of cross-training for me, if you will because I like having something completely different to do. Mm -hmm. So, and it uses a completely different part of my brain. I can just work with numbers and they have to come out right. And I really don't have to think about it too much. So I enjoy that. And then it really makes me appreciate and enjoy the energy work that I do, my biofield tuning work and my sound bath work uh, that much more because I have the perspective of not having to do it uh, all the time. Yeah. So it's more, uh, it's more fun for me 
that way. Um, but I also, you know, I have a, a real estate license. So although I don't go out beating the bush for real estate clients, if somebody comes to me and says, hey, I, I want to buy a house, then I'm like, okay, sure. And because I can kind of work all of these different things that I do, uh, I'm really flexible. I can fit all of these other things in. And again, it just keeps me um, spontaneous. It makes me, helps me appreciate the energy work that I do. I'm not having to get anxious or stressed out if I don't have a client on a given day. Mm. So I think, uh, I think that's one of the things that's changed for me in the last year since probably since we had our last interview. Um, I just am much more relaxed about everything. It's really kind of a beautiful place to be. That is beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of the um, things that I talk about a lot is not putting the pressure on your business to make money because it's not a fun place to be in. And that's when you get into that anxious state. So um, having the, the different, the varied kind of income, um, sources is a brilliant way to do that so that you're not just depending on your clients for income and you, you've got something else that can carry you through. So, because when we have the pressure, we put the pressure on our business to make us all the money and to make the living, um, not that you can't not that you can't make a living, you can definitely make a living on your practice. But when you put that kind of pressure on it, uh, it really closes you off energetic, energetically to abundance. And we all know that when that happens, the clients don't come rolling in. So is staying in that abundant place is super important when oh, yeah. in your own business. <clears throat> Absolutely. And, you know, I forgot that uh, that I had been looking at a place to rent when we had our last interview and I was kind of exploring some other places and then, you know, true to form, I just kind of let it go and just said, well, I guess, you know, that's not supposed to happen now. And lo and behold, uh, the yoga studio that I do sound baths at, they are opening another location and they, <clears throat> they said, if we have a practitioner room there, would you be interested in renting it? And I was like, oh yeah. So awesome. I think one day a week I'm gonna rent, uh, rent that space. And that's a completely different avenue for me because I've always worked out of my home, which is really nice. It's easy, it's convenient. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, if I will draw in a different clientele by not working out of my home. There are plenty of people who don't want to come to somebody's home for a biofield tuning session. And I think uh, since we last spoke, um, my business has also kind of evened itself out in terms of remote versus in-person mm -hmm. clients. So I think I probably have about 50-50 now. 50% nice. remote, 50% in-person. So, and I like that diversity. I like that, uh, you know, that I like that diversity. And uh, I think I really like seeing people. And I, you know, I like seeing people in person. I like remote as well. So it's it's a nice uh, balance. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think you'll like being at the, the yoga studio too. Um, I'm at a wellness center now. I had, I had my own studio space and I was kind of just a single, you know, practitioner doing her thing. And now I'm a part of a wellness center and it is so much fun because I'm meeting new people every day. I'm getting new clients almost every time I'm there. Um, just from people being a part of the wellness center community. Oh, that's um, nice. And then I bring people in that don't know of the wellness center and then they get introduced to them and it's really great. I love that collaboration. Yeah, I love that too. I have a friend of mine who is uh, has had that kind of in the back of her mind to do for a number of years and she sent and she had asked at the time, you know, would you be interested in in being part of something like that, a wellness center where there were lots of different practitioners? And I said, yes, yeah, sure. And, you know, time passed, a year or two passed. And sure enough, she sent an email at the beginning of December and saying, OK, it's going to happen here. Let me know if you're still interested. So I think lots of things are going to happen uh, in 2024, I think it's going to be a great year. I'm yeah. really excited about it. Uh, 2022 was actually a really good year for me. 2021 was, uh, was also a pretty good year. Um, actually, no, 2022 was a tough year. Mm. I couldn't wait for that one to end. And 2023, I had great expectations for, and it was like the first part of 2023 was good. Yeah. And the second part of it tanked. Yes. <laughs> The second right part of it was the you. worst. Oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it. Um, but I'm really looking forward to 2024. It's going to be a good year. It's going to be good movement forward. I just feel it in my bones. Yeah. So how did you get through that second part of 2023? Because I had that same experience of mm -hmm. like first part was like great, fun. And then tanked is a great word. For that. <laughs> it's a great word. And it was rough. <laughs> it was really rough. It didn't matter what I did. It was rough. Mm -hmm. So my family's in Maine uh, and I usually go up and see them a couple of times a year. One time happens to be in the summer and it was just rough. Like even being in Maine was rough this summer. And it's one of my favorite places in the world to be. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and that was just about the time, you know, like August was when things just really turned and I thought, what is, what is going on? Yeah. And so I just kind of took a deep breath and <clears throat> almost like took a step back from it and kind of looked at it as if I wasn't part of it, just kind of put it out there and I'm over here, but it's out there. And I thought, I'm just going to let it be what it is. And I don't have to get caught up in its tornadic swirl. Hmm. And so I just kind of took a step back from it. And it wasn't that all of these things weren't still happening and going on around me. I just sort of removed myself from it and thought, I don't have to get caught up in all of that stuff emotionally. It's going to happen anyway, however it's going to happen. But the more I can just breathe and, and, and just allow it to be, it can't last forever. Yeah. It's got to ebb and flow and it's going to work itself out or burn itself out or 
you know, tornado itself out or whatever it's going to do. Uh, but the less I kind of uh, engaged in it, the better off I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting, right? I, I think because we so often want to do the opposite is try and get in there and fix it and find the solution. Um, but when you can create some space amongst it or within it or whatever between you and it, um, then it let it just rides itself out, doesn't it? That's and and I found that that was what I had to do with everything that was going on with every body that had some angst and stress and strife going on. I just said, oh, okay, well that's that's your stuff, and. I'm happy to listen, but I'm not getting involved in it kind of, uh, and I don't want to get political or anything, but I, it was kind of the same thing with all of the horribleness going on in the world Mm -hmm. between, uh, Ukraine and, uh, Israel and Gaza and, you know, all of it. I was like, how much more of this heaviness can we can we carry? Mm-hmm. And so I had to just say, I, I am not carrying any of it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it out there over there and I'm going to stay over here, mm-hmm. in my space and just allow that to ride itself out, which it will eventually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's important for people to hear because um, well, number one, I think, I think so many people could agree that the later half of 2023 was heavy (laughs) and tough. And, um, yeah, I just, I just want the listeners to know that if that's you and you're relating to that, no, you're not alone. Um, I think, especially because we live in such a digital age and a digital world, it can look like everybody else is having the time of their lives. It can look like, um, you know, there's not, there's no heaviness for other people. Um, but I mean, well, the news will tell you definitely that there's heaviness everywhere, but for those of you who don't watch the news, like it's, it's a tough year for sure. It's a tough year. And I think it's really easy to feel like there's nothing you can do. But in fact, there's so much you can do by not um, integrating into all of that. And by staying over here, at least for me in my space, I had to ask myself, well, what can I do? Me, you know, all by myself, what can I do to bring some light in, and levity into my space, into my world? How can I influence lightness? And I do that through biofield tuning, but I also, on an individual level, but I also do it through my sound baths. Mm. And one of the things that started to happen like midway through the year was my sound baths started to take on a, a whole personality of their own. And it was kind of fascinating to watch. 
And it was sort of the same thing that happens when I do biofield tuning session for somebody. I just kind of let go of any expectations about, oh, I'm, you know, I'm performing and I have to do a sound bath and it has to be this way and good and blah, 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 whatever. And I just said, you know, I'm just going to bring my instruments and set up and see what happens. And I'm wow. not going to have any preconceived ideas about I have to play this bowl now and I have to play that bowl and then I have to play my hand pan and then I have to play the koshi. I have lots of instruments. Um, and and so I just let it all go. Yeah. And I said, I don't have a structure anymore. Whatever instrument calls me to be played, that's when I'm going to pick up and play. Yeah. And it was just like the heavens opened up. Wow. It was was amazing. It's hard to explain, uh, but it was just kind of incredible what letting go has done for me on many fronts. And it didn't really happen until (laughs) the second half of the year started to tank. And I had to figure out, you know, I'm not tanking with this. I'm not going to go there. So what can I do? Yeah. 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 I think that's really, really powerful. Um, and I can totally relate because I, because same, right. I think the challenges were different for me, but same kind of mindset going into it was just like, all right, I just have to let go and let things be what they are right now, as much as I wanted to change things and for things to be different. And I, I think I went through a little bit of a grief process, um, with that as well, like a, and I think that can be just so transformational, um, on an individual level. And when we do that for ourselves, we're so much more able to hold that kind of space and facilitate that for other people. So there really is something to be said about working on yourself during times of tragedy or chaos because it puts you in that place to be able to really hold space for other people and bring more lightness into the world. Absolutely. One of the things we, one of the things Eileen says is be the tuning fork. You are the tuning fork. Go out in the world and be the tuning fork. So you have to really kind of decide for yourself, what do those words mean? What do those words mean for me? It's easy to be grounded and centered in my home, you know, in my space. But what happens when I go out in the world? What happens when I go out into a room full of people who are there for a sound bath so that they can relax? Yeah. You know, how do I bring light into that situation? So, so not just through my bowls and being the performer on stage, but but shining my light out, beaming that light out, no matter where I am, if I'm at the store, if I'm at the grocery store, if I'm wherever I am, even, you know, with my accounting client, like, and he walks into the room and maybe he's not in a great mood. How do I stay in that space where I'm beaming light that is grounded, that is relaxed? that is not in stress and anxious. So it's been a a journey this year has been tough. So I've really had to dissect all of that and really determine what it means for me. 
Yeah. You know what the word that's coming to mind is, is compassion, because mm. I think compassion comes from, um, doing just what you did where, where you're like noticing things, things are tanking, things are feeling rough. You're, you're struggling maybe emotionally and energetically, and then just letting it be, um, being human really. I, I think when we really start to understand and appreciate and embrace our own humanness, that's when we have that compassion for ourselves and for other people. So oh, for sure, it's beautiful. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think the more, uh, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Compassion is really the word of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that's so awesome. It's one thing to feel, you know, to be an empath and to be like, ah, you know, it's crazy out there. I don't want to go out there. You know, I can't be around people, but you can just because you're an empath doesn't mean that you can't. Um, I think that I think one of the important steps in being an empath is also being able to have compassion. And you can't have compassion if you're stuck in your empathy, your empathy, like I'm an empath, I can't, you know, everything is too much for me. You mm -hmm. have to figure out how to be out in the world in all that stuff and be grounded and be centered and have compassion. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the ways to do that is to, to just allow, like we've been talking about, just let it be, allow your emotions, allow the too muchness, just yeah. allow it because the, the, the more you resist it, the more overwhelming it feels um, and the more difficult it becomes. Yeah. And maybe that comes with, with, um, with age, you know, I certainly in my twenties or my thirties, uh, that, that was not me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm glad it's more me now for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe age and all this work with the 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 biofield tuning and the sound and you know I think that definitely helps too because I'm sure that there's people uh, you know in their 50s, 60s, 70s who are still well we know that that are still trying to <laughs> trying to fix things and are in resistance. So um, yeah, yeah, I think I think. Um... You know, I especially the generation that's just above me. So I'm early 60s. And I think that the generation above me didn't have access to all this energy work. Mm -hmm. And so they are in a completely different kind of um, anxious state, I find mm -hmm. uh, a lot of older people and younger people uh, have access to this. So they've they've been uh, able to take advantage of lots of energy work. It's, it's not woo woo. It's not foreign to them. They've heard about it as commonplace. So they, they, they have so much available to them. Yeah. To try to understand, you know, how they fit in the world and how we're all connected. And it's not a strange concept. Yeah. I know last episode when I was listening, we were talking about how how much more people are open to energy work now. Um, and that's still true, if not more true 
I had a, a day yesterday of seeing clients that were all males. Mm. Um, and, um, that's a bit unusual for my practice. And it's usually mostly females. Um, so it was just, it was great. It was, and, uh, construction, um, construction, uh, worker. I don't know. What, he's a contractor <laughs> construction wow. worker. And, um, and then the other, uh, client builds RVs, uh, for a living. So, wow. yeah. So just kind of so cool. from all walks of life and, um, yeah, it, pretty amazing. You know, about two years ago, it was just after, you know, it was like 2021, I think I set um, a goal at the beginning of that year. I said to the universe, I want more men in my, uh, in my clientele, because like you said, there were plenty of women coming, but there weren't really a lot of men. And I really wanted to help more men. I wanted to do biofield tuning work because they need it just as much as anybody else. And that's exactly what happened. I started getting a lot more men coming in. And, uh, and so it's been, um, I wouldn't say I'm 50, 50, uh, between men and, and women who come, but a lot more men than I had. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Universe was like, okay, Robin. Yeah, you asked. I, I know some. <laughs> yeah, I can send a whole stream to your door. So, yeah, it was. It's been a great thing, and I have. Um, matter of fact, I had a man who came yesterday or the day before, and um, actually just before I left for Christmas vacation, and he hadn't been to see me in over a year, and he only came once, and I said you know, what made you decide to come again? He said, well, my first session was so great. He said, and I've done a bunch of other things now. And he, I remember when he came the first time, he was a very anxious person. And one of these kind of people who couldn't look you in the eye, like he couldn't look at me directly. Mm. Um, and when he came back uh, just before Christmas, um, he was just bubbly. He was full of light. He said, I, he said, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm even engaged. I'm going to get married next year. And I was like, oh my gosh, but he was ready to continue his journey. I said, what made you come back? He said, uh, I'm ready to do more. Wow. Oh, that's so amazing. Happy. I know. I was so excited about that. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, for the listeners who might be interested in more of what you do, uh, do you have any special offers for them or where, how do you want to direct them to find out more about the work that you do? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think the best way is to go to my website, which is, um, biofield tuning TN for Tennessee biofield tuning TN.com. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at sounds for the soul. And that's where I'm, uh, uh, I post a lot of stuff uh, there as well. I'm also going to start in January doing online sound baths. So that's I have, exciting. I know I'm really excited about this for 2024. I have a wonderful woman who is doing Reiki, 
during my sound baths now. So she's going to be delivering Reiki and I'll be delivering the sounds. Wow. We're both really excited about it. And probably the first one is going to be free. It's just so we can kind of get a lay of the land and the sound and make sure it sounds good. So if you follow me on Instagram, we definitely will be posting it there. Uh, And again, that sounds for the soul on Instagram. And, um, and yeah, if you want to book a session, you can just go to my website. There's a a great big button that says book here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So you made it clear and simple. Yeah. So, and I, I tell people, if you've never done a biofield tuning session before, um, just sign up for one. I do have a three pack, uh, but just sign up for one if you've never done one before and see if you like it. And then if you, if you like it, then, you know, we can talk about a three pack and, uh, yeah. And those can be done in person or remotely. So it doesn't matter where in the world you live. If you are driving with Robin and you want to try it out, uh, click that button. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to, I would love to chat with you and I'd love to work with you. Cool. All right. Are there any other tips or any other things you'd like to share about growing your practice, um, that maybe you haven't yet for the listeners who are, let's think about the people who are maybe, um, they're out there, they've got a, they've got a practice, but maybe it's, you know, not going the way they had hoped. Wow, that's a great question. I think the first thing I would say is don't stop and don't stop learning. There's always something else to learn. And maybe if whatever modality it is that you're working right now, if it's not going as well as you had hoped, maybe it's just a stepping stone for another modality so don't be afraid to learn something new don't be afraid to branch out because you never know where something's going to lead you because i started honestly i started with acting but it was a particular kind of acting lee strasberg's uh, method acting which taught me about the body So my first experience with understanding emotion and the body. And that was really what led me down this path. And so who would have thought I would be here? Not me, not me. So don't ever stop learning. Everything is a journey and you never know where the next stepping stone is gonna lead you. So just don't stop, keep at it. That is the perfect advice. Thank you so much, Robin. Thank you for again, Jillian. Yeah, I'm so glad you were able to join us again. This was so much fun. Really appreciate you taking the time. Um, And yeah, to follow Robin, go to Instagram at Sounds for the Soul. I'll put it in the show notes or go to her website, biofieldtuningtn.com where you can check out her offerings and learn more about Robin. Thanks so much, Jillian. This has been awesome. Yeah, all right. Have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and happy new year, everybody. (laughs) Are you a wellness practitioner that wants to grow your business, but you're feeling confused, 
overwhelmed, maybe even doubtful? Well, let's get you out of that emotional rut and turn those emotions into the fuel that will grow your business. Get the Harness Your Emotional Awareness to grow your business free roadmap at jillianfaldmo.com.